to the ether today's thursday december 15th 2022 today on the ether the sommelier ama hosted by cosmos haas let's take a listen hi everyone give it a few minutes let some people roll in excited today gonna have zaki on spare with me guys i don't know what's going on i had this earlier with the space it's not letting me Either request to speak. I, I I did request or um, invite you to come up as a speaker, Zaki. There, I'm up. Yeah, it's been acting goofy. What's going on, man? Uh, it's, it's good. It's been a long week. Yeah. Good to be. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's been. Uh, I don't know. The whole process of you know, uh, first time we spent this much time in the injective ecosystem. Um, it's been exciting. That's good, man. I, I haven't really delved in too much to, with Injective. I mean, I looked at it briefly, but I haven't messed around on it, to be honest with you yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely it's the most mature order book decks ecosystem. Um, in the, you know, we have a lot of DEXs in Cosmos, and we have a lot of DEXs coming. Um, but they, you know, the injective team has been at this. I the first time I met them was in Palo Alto in 2017. Like it's been, they've been building for a really long time. Uh, they've been building on top of Tendermint for a really long time. Um, um, so it's it's definitely like a really interesting piece of the ecosystem. I also thought it was uh, exciting that um, Wormhole launched on them. Uh, 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 and sort of wormhole is coming back to Cosmos after leaving Cosmos in the uh, 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 during the Terra collapse. Nice. Yeah, I haven't. That's one of the few teams. I pretty much at this point have spoke with almost nearly every team in Cosmos now. But I haven't. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone from the. I think like team. one of the things that is is true about them, right, is because they've been around for so long, and they have, um, is like. You know, they're not part of the post-Osmosis Cosmos era, right? Like, um, they're much more native. They're, like, they sort of predate the Cosmos era. They, like, very focused, were initially, for a long time, like, very focused on building, like, on top of the ETH ecosystem and have, like, very recently sort of refocused on the IBC ecosystem, Um it's just my perception. Like, I don't know if they think about things that way. Um, uh, I'm doing, I think I'm doing a Twitter spaces with Eric uh, tomorrow. So we'll find out uh, how he thinks about that. But, you know, um, you know, being the first place that wormhole comes back to cosmos, um, you know, integrating more closely with the cosmos ecosystem, 
making creating like an e- easier pathways to list IBC assets. Um, you know, it's it it is it is just another place um, where li- liquidity is coming into the ecosystem. I think Mars is is, is planning on deploying there. Like, so there's going to be leverage coming. Like, you know, I think it's exciting. Um, you know, I think like a lot of um, to be launched dexes um like say get a lot of hype and uh i'm not saying the hype is undeserved um but uh you know people for i think uh many people in the cosmos have kind of uh not been paying super close attention to what's been happening with injective and uh i think there's a i think there is val- there is exciting stuff happening there yeah, I've been on a few calls with different people throughout the ecosystem, and they had nothing but good things to say about the injective team and, and the product and the, and every, basically everything about it. So that's exciting. And then obviously you guys are collaborating with them, and uh, so that would be exciting to see. But I guess we can get started. I mean, uh, TerraSpace is in here. Usually a lot of people listen to the recording either way. Uh, typically I have more people than this, but it's all good. Um you don't, there's no introduction that needed from your side of things, but I guess for anyone maybe listening, like what curious to be is whenever you're just sitting there, you're thinking like, you know what, this is a much needed product. Let me build out this some sommelier. And um, so when did that all start to take place? So like, okay. So I think it's important to like sort of situate, sommelier in two main things that were going on so one was um i was working with the team 2020 finishing ibc um getting ibc out the door um uh and ibc was kind of uh, uh, being getting done um and you know hadn't been super active with like christy and i had been working together on christy my co-founder at uh uh sommelier and a co-founder of occlusion we hadn't been super active in DeFi summer but we had been getting more and more active in DeFi summer like seeing DeFi summer come together um but like all of this stuff was just super hard to use right like um uh like yield farming dexes lending protocols all this stuff was taking up but it was all just like super manual super hard to use it was basically like a full-time job interacting with every single one of these protocols. Um, and so our inspiration was really, hey, like how do we create a DeFi experience that is sophisticated? Um, and Cosmos DeFi was still didn't really exist yet. And it was still not uh, uh, really, a th- uh, 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 and I would say Cosmos DeFi is still very much in its early infancy. Um, and we, but we had been working with the Althea team around the, the gravity bridge. Um, we had, so we had a lot of uh, experience with that, those pieces. Um, and we were like, what could we build out of this that is like sort of unique, differentiated, we'll be able to grow with DeFi, we'll be able to help scale DeFi, we'll be able to make DeFi available to the masses um, uh, and like sort of preserve this disintermediated vision of DeFi rather than, you know, what we were seeing, which was like more and more intermediaries crop up around DeFi. Um, and, you know, so we, that started a sort of longer R&D process to build all of this out. Uh, took a lot longer than we anticipated, went down a lot of different rabbit holes. We spent a lot of time in the 
uh, Uniswap v3 rabbit hole um, in 2021, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what is uh, uh, what does Uniswap v3 really uh, uh, mean and bring to the table? Could you know, could we build a, 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 a LPing product there? Eventually, we realized that everything in the Uniswap v3 LPing world just loses money. Um, so refocused on just sort of um, of other you know general DeFi Legos. Um, and so right now, what we have on top of Sommelier is we have an Aave strategy. Um, uh, we have uh, we have an Aave strategy. We have a uh, um, we have these uh, 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 portfolio trading strategies. EBTC trend, EBC momentum, uh, 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 steady ETH, steady BTC. We have more of those strategies coming down the pipeline. Um, and then later, uh, early next year, we'll have another set of strategies that really um, provide, uh, um, that can plug into more parts of Ethereum DeFi. Um, and then we've tokenized all of our strategies um, so that people can hold them in their portfolio. And what happened this week is we we were able to actually launch uh, markets for those strategies on Injective, which is the first time that those strategies have been available in IBC. So, you know, if you're a Cosmos ecosystem person and, you know, you, you just live within the Cosmos ecosystem and you use Kepler and all this stuff, now you can actually not just hold SOM, but actually hold the strategy tokens uh, and participate with the ecosystem. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, as I'm as I'm in this space longer and have less time to do all the the, the simple things like compounding and figuring out what I want to do next. I mean, I do. I have been grown in appreciation for like automation, and and this is definitely uh, much needed. My question is for like the strategic part of putting these together. Like, how many people work on that? Uh, how many people are working on the SOM team? Well, no. Well, yeah, I guess that, but also like who, who comes the strategies? With, yeah. Like the strategies. I'm assuming yeah. someone so, experience doing that. the way, so we have a bunch of different, uh, uh, strategy teams. So we have seven C's, which is kind of a spin out of the original sommelier data science team. Um, we have Cleargate capital, which is a small team data based out of Estonia. Um, we have, uh, uh, uh Patash digital, uh, which is another team. Uh, uh, they're U.S. based, um, and they're like they're a team of three people. Um, we have uh, so those are the launched strategists right now. Um, we do have two to three more strategist teams in the pipeline um, coming out. Um, and you know, one of the other things that we're doing. Um, what we, one of the you know we have a variety of different ways in which we're looking for partners um, who could to work with. We have um, we look for you know we've been so Patash and uh, uh, Cleargate are both tradfi teams. They've never done anything in DeFi before, um, and you know one of the things Sommelier does by bringing this automation is we're actually providing a bridge between tradfi and DeFi um, because they don't know anything about managing keys executing on chain all of that stuff and sommelier is actually uh providing all of that and typically in like tradfi don't you have to be like an accredited invest investor to do things like this anyhow absolutely like i mean and that's one of the benefits of of having a decentralized non-custodial platform is that we are making this kind of strategy accessible like the signals that are coming from patash the signals that are coming from cleargate 
in the ordinary world are only available to accredited investors who can put money into a hedge fund. You're, you're not going to get, you don't get them in this format where it's like, oh, you can, like anyone can put money in. We see people put in $50 into sommelier strategies. Um, and we see people, uh, you know, you can take your money out at any time. You can see where your funds are every single time. Uh, every sommelier strategy is redeemable into the underlying super liquid asset, like liquid assets, you know, WBTC, ETH right now, um, new assets are coming. Um, but you know, you, you are, it is a really fundamentally different experience. Um, um, then, uh, uh, then, you know, investing in a hedge fund. So like the fee structures I'm on it right now, like a 2% fee, that's very low. And then, um, like, how does the fee work? Like, how's the fee structure work? Yeah. So basically the way the fee structures actually work is the fee structures are implemented in the smart contract. So, um, every time a new seller, a new strategy is deployed, um, Every time a new strategy is deployed, that strategy, the the creator of the smart contract is setting the fee structure, and the fee structure is sort of governed by the smart contract. So the management fee is taken on TBL um, and comes out of profits in the seller. And then there's a performance fee that also comes out of profits in the seller, um, and it's calculated based, and, you know, essentially the, all of that accounting, you know, high watermark, all of that stuff uh, lives within the smart contract. So basically there's the, the fee structure of the thing is, you know, so you, um, you know, you, you have a, you have this, uh, management fee and this performance fee, uh, a portion of the management fee goes to the creator of the seller and a portion of the management fee goes to the sommelier platform. And same thing is true about the performance fee. Um, and so, that's where staking returns come from, is that portion of the fees that go to the platform. So the platform is providing governance, reliable execution, all of these services, and they get compensated. So everybody's asking, you know, when some SOM staking rewards. And, you know, right now, a very small percentage of SOM uh, is staked. Um, it's also true that, like, large amount of SOM is in the community pool, large amount of SOM is in the foundation, the foundation isn't going to stake SOM. Um, so, you know, that's also a thing to keep in mind. Um, but the uh, uh, the staking returns for the platform ultimately come from the success of strategies. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not the traditional infinitely inflating uh, schemes that we've we've seen in Cosmos. Yeah, for sure. My mind was just going a little bit. So like with the like the strategy tokens that you buy, is, is there anything else in particular you can do with them? That um, we have been, we've been. There's this protocol called Midas. Um, so our strategy tokens, when they're in their Ethereum form, follow uh, an Ethereum standard called ER64626, um, which is basically a standard for tokens that are redeemable for other tokens. Um, it's basically a standard for like Vault tokens, like uh, some LEA strategy tokens, um, and we're pretty excited. So well. We do. We have been. The Sommelier community has been running liquidity mining programs. Um, so there, are, there have been some rewards with those strategy tokens. Um, right now, there's just uh, uh, a liquidity mining program active for the Ave strategy. Um, but uh, we, I, you know, the the sort of mental model in the community is that we're going to keep doing uh, new incentive programs every time new strategies launch. 
Um, so expect more, ex expect more tokens and more strategies. Um, and, uh, you know, we continue to try to, uh, you know, grow engagement that way um, and get some tokens in the hands of people who are using the products. Um, so, you know, those those are sort of meaningful pieces of the whole puzzle. Um, but the ERC4626 standard is this like emerging standard in the Ethereum DeFi ecosystem that is going to allow for even more things that you can do with SOM token, SOM strategy tokens um, as that ecosystem emerges. Uh, so there's this protocol for Midas that we're called Midas that we're really excited to launch. It's not on Ethereum L1 yet, and we were very excited for it to launch on Ethereum L1. Um, because you would be able to actually leverage um, SOM strategy tokens. You'd be able to post SOM strategy tokens as collateral um, because the liquidation system can actually like use ERC4626 and like see, look inside the token and see what assets are actually contained within your strategy token, what your strategy token is redeemable for. And a liquidator can actually instantaneously liquidate from the strategy token atomically into the underlying stable coins, ETH or Bitcoin. Nice. I hope we didn't lose anyone out there because that was some some DGen stuff right there. But yeah, that's uh, it's exciting stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm like really um, like the po the possibility space of what we're trying to do with Cosmo with like with uh, with strategy tokens is pretty large, and we've just sort of scratched the surface of the kind of like DGen stuff. Um, like right now, I mean, we like I said, we we we've continued to take a conservative approach. We launched the Ave strategies. Our, our the Ave strategy was really is a very was a conservative strategy. It was like well known DeFi protocol, not a lot of risk, stable kinds only. But that meant the yields weren't crazy. Um, you know, next were you know the initial strategies really stuck to Bitcoin and ETH, which are very liquid assets. Um, and you know, again, not a lot of risk, and you know, not the most exciting assets under current market conditions. Um, but I'm really hoping that you know both the launches launch of what we call uh, strategies V2, which is our new smart contracts that allow us to do more things with DeFi, um, um, uh, and uh, and you know more strategists who are willing to run strategies on sort of uh, uh, lower market cap assets um, will will sort of make things on the protocol more exciting. Yeah, for sure. So I know you've been around obviously since day one in Cosmos, but so I, you know, I respect and appreciate your your um, thoughts and everything like that. So like when it comes to whether it just has to add value to SOM or just like the overall Cosmos as a whole, like what other applications are you excited about? Um, in SOM or in Cosmos as a whole? Well, like that'll add value to like the SOM eco, but also just like Cosmos as a whole. Um, so, I mean, I really excited just generally to see Cosmos DeFi, like really get built out. Um, you know, it's like the last year has, you know, last year, last 18 months, the story of Cosmos DeFi has been the story of DEXs. Um, and, you know, initially, you know, and like what I think is very clear about the future of crypto in general is that more of the liquidity in the future is going to come from DeFi than CFI. I mean, we've like gone through the last two years where the market has been incredibly distorted by the fact that, you know, 
the liquidity was basically coming from FTX users' balances, right? Um, like that—that that was where liquidity was coming from. Um, and um, like the and like in the future, that's obviously not going to be the case. And so for for Cosmos to survive and thrive, Cosmos DeFi needs to become, you know, source its own liquidity. Um, and I think that's going to be like one of the biggest uh, changes to the ecosystem. And so like lending, leverage, um, you know, uh, stable coins, all of these things coming to Cosmos are creating, you know, native USDC are creating an environment for, um, for uh, Cosmos DeFi. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, Obviously, like the the stupid the stupid uh, saying that everyone knows about is not you know no, not my keys, not my crypto, or not your keys, not your crypto. So I mean that makes sense. And then, um, yeah, like I don't trust people, like you know, and <laughs> I trust the blockchain to to you know, like you can see what's going on as opposed to centralized exchanges. And like my thing with centralized exchanges right now is. You know, it thrived because I guess it's a little bit easier. I mean, we're all in this space like all the time and there's like a huge learning curve. And then also just, I mean, right now, obviously, the the liquidity is fragmented throughout all the different uh, blockchains and um, things in Cosmos. But um, I think as like we evolve and, and the tech gets better and more user friendly, so to speak, that, that'll also be a good thing. Because I, I know like just with like, how many people would come over to Cosmos initially and then they would go to, uh, to osmosis and they'd say, you know, why is my atom not showing up? And it was, the, you know, just have to teach them like, Hey, it's a sovereign blockchain. You have to send it over there. And, you know, it's a huge <laughs> learning curve. So it's like, like, you know, centralized exchanges, you put the money on there and then you could pretty much do everything right on there. So once these different like osmosis injective and everyone just keeps improving. Then I, you know, I think that will happen. Obviously it needs to happen because these centralized exchanges, they act like prime brokers and you don't know what they're doing with the funds and they're over leveraged and they're just doing whatever they want. And, they, and, and, it, and it gives crypto as a whole, like a bad look. And people think like, Oh, crypto is a scam or it's really has nothing to really do with the tech. It's just people just being greedy people. So yeah, I agree that this um, and, and Cosmos would be the one to do it. So I really hope that we do do this and like the DeFi ecosystem really flourishes over the next couple of years in, in Cosmos. Yep. So like I'm what? Completely was, aligned. And then like, um, I was just trying to think. So what about like the other apps? Like, so, okay, you you know, you build out with Injective. Are you looking for any other places like Osmosis or anything? So one of the big challenges for us is that for sommelier strategy tokens, like SOM is on Injective and has been for about a year almost. Um, but uh, SOM is on Osmosis. But for strategy tokens, we need an order book. Um, because strategy tokens, unlike, so like, the way osmosis works and this is like getting a little bit in technical details but osmosis uses a form of automated market maker that's designed to make liquidity available at every possible price so um when you put your liquidity into a psalm pool you're essentially committing that liquidity at all possible prices 
But if you have a strategy token, a strategy token kind of has a true price, which is its redemption value. Like the strategy token has a, has a, has a true price of its redemption value. So we need an order book in order to market make strategy tokens on, uh, on osmosis uh, in, uh, or like a stra to, to market make strategy tokens uh, in a coherent way, uh, in a way that we're like the LPs don't lose all their money. Um, because you don't want to offer liquidity at you know a discount uh, to the redemption price, right? And right now, Osmosis basically forces you to do that um, the way it's currently designed. Um, and so that was why we were looking at the order book dexes that were in Cosmos, um, and you know we decided you know so that kind of left us right now with Crescent and Injective, um, and you know. Uh, Kind of, you know, it was, I, we've been, we were looking, I was looking forward for an opportunity to try out Injective. Um, they've been working very closely with us. Um, and so we were able to bring strategy tokens to the platform and it, you know, uh, you know, Helix now supports uh, Helix, which is one of the DEXs that's a front end on the Injective order book, uh, supports uh, 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 strategy tokens natively. Um, and, but yeah, one, um, when ranged liquidity, uh, effectively an order book comes to Osmosis, uh, really looking forward to launching strategy tokens there as well. So like talking about like your strategy performance, um, how, how did like the positions get adjusted? Um, like, do you like it's like, do you guys ever alter? Like once you like, let, let's say you have a strategy and then you're like, you know what? Like this is this is not let's just use hypotheticals. It's not performing well. Do you guys like change it or add anything to it? So it's it's up to the strategist to to uh, adjust their performance and could, to adjust their their algorithms in response to the market. Um, and so you know there have been updates coming from strategists. Like Clearglade has done a few updates. Patasha, you know, Patasha's strategies have uh, you know been. You know, looking at market conditions have, and have not seen any reason to get into the market, um, which is, you know, I think like one of the things that's tricky about uh, strategy tokens and their performance um, is, you know, ultimately they're a kind of thing where you have to wait a few months, um, especially in a market um, like the current market where just things are down, um, you know, and it, you know, the wisdom of, of you know Tosh staying out of the market is something we're going to have to see uh, how it goes in you know uh, uh, in a few months you know come back and say okay was you know did they make the right decisions um, did they find the you know call the bottom right now Patash is basically saying hey like our data tells us our analysis our algorithms are saying the market hasn't bottomed yet and it's not time to trade. Uh, into into a position yet, um, and so we'll see whether or not they were right in a few months. Yeah, speaking of that, how how do you, I know you're building, and most builders and people in this space, they don't. I mean, I honestly they don't care about the market. But what what is your overall thoughts on the like the macro and just the conditions in general with the with everything? I mean, I think there's a couple of moving pieces here, like. Um, so like one is I just think you know the the there there has been this massive liquidity shock to the ecosystem um with 
you know, uh, uh, the sort of fake liquidity that Alameda was providing disappearing. And like that, without a doubt, is like a real fundamental shock to the structure of the ecosystem. And it's going to take quite, it's going to take some time for the industry to really find its way again. Um, so that's like one piece of it. Um, or for, so that's one piece of it. I think the other thing that is tr definitely hanging over the industry in a lot of ways is just the unresolved question of what is going to happen to digital currency group. Um, and, you know, GBTC and Genesis and all of these things, like the fact that this question hasn't been answered. Now, I don't expect the, the fate of DCG to go unresolved for many more weeks. Um, uh, you know, there's definitely a clock on that. Um, but it's hard to, for me to see the industry really start to move on until the DCG question is answered. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, I, yeah, like, I, I think that like a lot of people, like the last two years have been defined by two real things that were, you know, deeply interrelated to each other. One was arbitraging, you know, arbitraging the, the GBTC premium. Um, and the GBTC premium was powering a lot of CFI yield uh, in the entire ecosystem. And then the other side of it was, is that like Alameda was basically stealing FTX users money uh, and taking and providing liquidity uh, by taking the other side of every trade. Um, and I think, you know, those two phenomenon, both having collapsed, um, you know, it's great. It's like, you know, we, we crypto is now connected back to reality uh, and to like, you know, non-fraudulent markets. Um, but it will take some time for, for all of this to sort itself out. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I was listening to that um, Kevin O'Leary. He is so convinced that Binance took down FTX. He's like, uh, it's, 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 it's a little bit comical. And fortunately for like the overall Cosmos um, eco, like there's pretty much no money from any of them people. So that's involved with Cosmos. Yeah, I mean, FT, uh, Alameda was a small investor in Sommelier. We, you know, don't really know what's going to happen with all of that, um, but it's not hugely material for us. But, you know, what's more material for us, you know, is is just, you know, just getting, you know, this period of illiquid, like figuring out like what the what liquidity really looks like um, uh, in 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 the post Alameda environment. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. This has been a really wild year for sure. Like just with everything. I mean, not even that long ago, and even right before the whole FTX thing. Like I really felt a lot of good energy and like just it, a lot of good good news. And then it was just like that happened, and it was like okay. Yeah, I mean that's just true. I mean, honestly, like so I, you know, I didn't I didn't know Sam. I didn't know Caroline. Um, didn't know any of the, these people super very well. Um, but I knew a number of people on the trading team at Alameda and, you know, they, the trades that they would tell me about were always things that would make sense. Like sometimes they'd be exploitative. They'd be like, yeah, we like, like borrowed a bunch of money, yield from the shit out of something, dumped all the tokens. Um, or like, you know, it's like we, we were spending, you know, we went out and we were just like minting tether 
for the for the five basis point discount and 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 arbing you know providing it on exchanges where it was needed um like all of that stuff you know kind of made sense to me uh as a as 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 ways of making money um and so it was a huge shock to me like enormous shock to me and like i don't know there were like a few days where it was maybe like a week where i was just like could not sleep because i was just like where did the money go doesn't make any sense like how could they have lost 10 billion dollars and then once i sort of started to realize okay they took the other side they were just like automatically taking the other side of every trade like no one who was a trader there would have had to know that like they were even doing this like um that uh it's it all started to make more sense to me yeah it's so criminal and then then they just they're giving out they're giving all this money away to political campaigning and it's just is it's a piece of work that's all i know about that and yeah it's it's sad because like i I really did feel a lot of good energy a lot of a lot of positivity in the market and then you know like stuff like that probably can scare away a lot of new people that might have wanted to get in towards you know like christmas time or whatever like hey let me go give this crypto a chance and then it's just like, why would they at this point right now? You know, they probably would have to be kind of nuts to get in. I mean, I guess we all kind of are in a way, but um, for them to like first go into crypto right now, it's like, why would they? There's just so much bad press and news and just mojo. And it's, it's definitely unfortunate because I thought I, I really did think like, OK, I'm not really too concerned with the market conditions, but it, it was like starting to get back to being a little bit positive and for new people to want to get into the space. Because obviously we need more and more people to, to try to get into the space, build things, just come in as a new retail or, you know, traditional finance, whatever. So Yeah, I mean, I first got into crypto, like I was just starting to poke around in crypto right around the time Mt. Gox collapsed. Um, and I will say that to a certain extent, if you're new, this can be the best time to get into crypto. Because um, the people who are still around are the people who are really building stuff. Um, the people who uh, uh, who stick, who are who, like, you know, when liquid the the kind of people when you're operating in like a zero percent inflation, zero uh, uh, percent uh, interest rate, uh, uh, like super hyper liquid uh, environment, you know, liquid when you, when that goes away, liquidity becomes a slog. Everything becomes a hundred x harder. Like you just have to work a lot harder, um, and. You know, the people who are willing to work that hard are the people who build crypto. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. I always say that anytime I do a Twitter space, I'll say it right now, you know, shout out to everyone in here uh, learning and growing during this time because it is, it's easy to like just tune out whenever like the going gets tough. And yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I did a couple um, live events during this and the the energy is so good because obviously the people there want to be there they're not there because their bags are all-time high and everything else like that so yeah i mean for a new person this would be technically the best time you know financial advice but like hop in now because that, that's when you get the best prices on things you don't want to wait till everything goes to the top again and then that's when you get in yeah so, I and mean, like tokens are super cheap um you know there's a lot of good projects that are out there that are very, you know, really affordable. And 
and people who are like committed to building and ecosystems that have a lot to grow. So I always ask people that are, you know, building in this space, what would be the reason for a blockchain to not want to IBC enable in the future? Uh, I don't think they're, I mean, especially into this world. I mean, the whole thesis of, I mean, the, like, okay. So I think the question is really one is I think all like, you know, it's become, I think it, I think everyone understands now that if you're a blockchain and you get, if you're start, if you're building a blockchain, you need to interoperate. You need to interoperate as widely as 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 widely as possible, um, and Cosmos still is the only permissionless bridging protocol that's in like IBC is the only permissionless bridging protocol in production. Um, you know, it's great that all of this other interoperability exists. It's great that Axelar exists. It's great. It's great that Wormhole exists. Uh, it gr- it's great that there is a diversity of interoperability options that are available. Um, it's it's great that interoperability seems to be moving beyond, uh, you know, one of the most painful things that Tom has um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, one of the most painful things about Tom is that we have to have our own bridge. Um, and, you know, I would love to live in a world where either IBC, where Ethereum supported IBC uh, or some of these other bridges would allow us to, you know, do the kind of stuff that we're doing on SOM uh, over the gravity bridge without having to have our own gravity bridge. Um, but it is somewhat shocking to me that we're like two years into building SOM and uh, the uh, and like the bridging scenario is basically like still no real alternative for reaching EVMs other than, you know, that like would allow us to do what we're doing with, uh, with the gravity, with our, you know, the SOM bridge, um, that basically is focused only on bridging data between the sommelier chain and target EVMs, uh, rather than other chains. Yeah. I mean, I was, I don't know who I was talking to the other day, but it's almost like crypto as a whole, I, I guess, outside of cosmos, it's, they're they're jumping the gun uh they're building things that you know cool ideas and things like that but they're they don't have all the infrastructure down and um i just i i always try to ask and find reasons why like a blockchain in the future would be wouldn't want to ibc enable because i really don't see anyone else gonna even in the future like maybe way in the future but why would anyone want to build all that infrastructure yeah i mean i i what i really i do think we need more i think bridges need to be stick I think two things. One is bridges need to be standardized and bridging and interrupt needs to be available without doing biz debt. Right. Um, like you shouldn't have, like you shouldn't have to have like a complex economic relationship with your counterparties to interoperate with them. Um, and I think there's still too much of that outside of the cosmos ecosystem. Um, uh, whereas the cosmos ecosystem is, you know, we have, we have, we don't, you don't need, uh, 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 any, you know, there doesn't need to be a complex business agreement between SOM and objective, uh, and SOM and Helix, uh, to get SOM onto the platform, right? It was a, you know, it's a pretty simple lightweight thing. Uh, it, there didn't need to be any sort of, 
complex business arrangement between Psalm and Osmosis to get there. Um, and so I do think that that's one of the more important parts of the whole ecosystem. Yeah. So I know we touched on it briefly about like the borrowing lending and uh, you were talking about like Mars. So Mars is going to deploy, I'm assuming like pretty much wherever, like osmosis, injective. So you would be able to take your like strategy token and use it as collateral. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I need to figure out how Mars's oracles work. Um, which I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I can go look. Um, uh, and, uh, um, the, uh, and, um, uh, and that, that piece is, is the, um, is the bigger piece. Like, you know, like, uh, if I, if, so like in, in the, in Ethereum ERC 4626 four, land, uh, I know how to make that work. Uh, I haven't figured out how to make it work for, for Mars yet, but that's a good thing for me to look into. Well, I'm glad I gave you something good to look into. I feel, I feel like I accomplished something today. That's <laughs> funny. So on a personal side, like what's, what's the uh, next live event that you're going to get to? I met you briefly down in uh, Texas before I got freaking COVID, but when we're at the- uh, Yeah, I remember meeting you in Austin. Yeah, um, and then I got wrecked. I was supposed to work this, I was supposed to work- uh, What's the one after? It was uh, Decentral, then Consensus, and I had to get home early. I just couldn't take it anymore. The the heat and just I just felt like crap. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's the, I mean, what's the like, next one? Okay, so like the main thing that's been going on in my life is uh, I've been getting surgery on my feet to fix a problem I've had with my feet for my entire life. Um, where basically it's like hurts to stand and walk for my my entire life. So I've been uh, I've been I've been getting this problem fixed. Um, and so I've done my left foot, uh, in December and I got to do my right foot in January. Uh, and then once I've recovered from that, uh, then I'll, I'll be back on the physical in real life events, uh, train. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically on a pa I'm paused on real life events until then. Yeah. I mean, if y'all have been asking, like, what's the recovery time or something like that? It's been really good. Uh, like. I, for my left foot, it's like, it's, I, my left foot feels pretty good right now. I get, I'm, I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Uh, ho hopefully get the stitches out. It'll be great. Um, but it's, yeah. So like, it's like, it's like a month per foot. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Those events, I mean, you're standing around walking. I mean, even if you're like in tip top shape, it, it hurts your feet. You know, I can only imagine if you're having foot problem that's crazy yeah i know no, what i've been it's been it's been a it's it's a big life change i'm excited <laughs> about it. well i wish you the best of that that's 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 something to be uh that you've been dealing with your whole life that's i didn't know that that's wild so i would have been kind of miserable to be honest with you <laughs> i don't know how you did it i don't know how i did it either <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah i've um so other than that, like, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Like, I mean, you, you touched on everything with Psalm and um, I, uh, the people out there, you know, just remain confident. I mean, I'm personally confident in Cosmos. Like I, I'm convicted and maybe I'm wrong or nuts, but like if crypto is going to go to where we all think it's going to go, like Cosmos, the IBC has to be like 
a huge integral part of all of it. So that's kind of like why I, you know, I keep working and grinding and it just feels good. And I guess the only thing I kind of didn't touch on is, um, so like, obviously with the governance token with Psalm, do you guys, what, what, what all does the Dow do? Like, do you guys? Yeah. So what, what is, what does Psalm do? So, okay. So we talked a little bit about how staking rewards come from Psalm, um, from from the from the performance and management fees of SOM strategies, right? Um, but other than earning fees, what do you got to what do you do? So you know, one piece is SOM puts a lot of a big role for the validators, right? The validate so the validators and validator selection. The validators run this application called Steward. They have a validators play a very important role in the ongoing functioning of sellers. So picking validators is really a really big deal. Another big part of like what's going on in Psalm right now is just um, is, uh, you know, there's a very large amount of the sommelier token, um, almost uh, it's close to 150 million. It's like 140 million ish Psalm tokens that are in the Psalm community pool. Um, and so governance is um, a big part of that story. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh you know, in just how those community pool funds get deployed. Um, and then every seller also gets voted on by governance. Um, and, you know, as the platform scales, you know, SOM is design is really about, you know, the world we're trying to get to with SOM is, is, is a world of thousands of sellers running, thousands of strategies running on SOM. That's like, that's the world that we're aiming for. So there's quite a, like, you know, the SOM governance thing when we have, you know, only a few strategies only a few strategies, only a few strategists. Uh, it's not that intense, but we really like, like essentially what we want is, is SOM to become like this incredibly critical piece of financial infrastructure, providing reliable strategy execution across numerous chains. Um, and so, you know, having the SOM token is being part of that DAO. Yeah, I totally agree. So like my background in real life, like I'm an accountant, financial planner and all that. And people just in it's just in real life try They don't want to do anything, right? Like the people that have money, they're like, here, take my money, give me a return. And there's yep. gonna be no different in, in crypto. And in, especially in crypto, like if you can actually save them money and, and be more efficient, which is the goal, obviously. So yeah, I mean, if you have the if you have the data science behind it, I mean, why not? There's no reason why you can't have so many different types of strategies and do all kind of different things. You know, I like just anything really. I mean, I think Cosmos is positioning themselves to be the the DeFi paradise because it's just it, it really is, in my opinion. Like, there's so many different things that you can do and just keep like building on top of that and just keep adding and, and just, yeah, I mean, and, and obviously with it being decentralized and there's no central point of failure and like these other like monolithic approaches with everything, you know, like they have maybe some cool ideas and some things on it, but if the chain goes down, like it's just, it's terrible. And I mean, we've been seeing that, um, not to shit on like Solana, but like with Solana, like if you are, were a team that was specifically trying to build, you know, unique things. It's like, you can't count on it, you know? And, um, like you, you, there's just so much you can do. I don't want to show Cosmos tech, but I mean, I just don't see how all these different things aren't going to be IBC enabled in the future. Like I really just don't, I mean, I think everything's going to be IBC enabled. So that's just my personal opinion, but 
Um, well, I hope so at least, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fascinating. So how many strategies do you, like, is there like a set goal, like for like, let's say per quarter that you guys are going to have, or. I mean, we're trying, we're trying to get as many out there in the world as we possibly can, as we can find strategists from for, um, I think that's, I think, I think that and incentives for strategists continue to be like an ongoing challenge. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, like this, we, I, you know, I would like to go beyond this, like we're, we've been kind of doing like, you know, two, every two or three weeks, we launch a new strategy, um, would like to get to into a cadence of launching a strategy every week. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if anyone in the, in the audience had any particular questions. If you wanted to raise your hand and come up, and or just you know, you can DM me or just in the uh, in the chat ask any particular questions. But yeah, I mean, I, I when I first started DJing, like really was like when Osmosis launched, I was all about it, like uh, four monitors. Let me click and do all this stuff. And now it's like I, I I'm tired of it. You know, like I've been using yield most for like all my staking just to compound it. And even with like osmosis, just to put, put the tokens or compound back, it's been like a pain. It's like, I don't want to do anything anymore. I want to focus on building and learning. Like I myself, um, been learning how to code and all that. So like the, my appreciation for, for automation has substantially grown like a lot, you know, it's like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I just want to like, here's my money you know, make some money and, and, and focus on other things. And I mean, that's really how in real life, that's pretty much how everyone is. I mean, think about it. I would bet you most people that do invest, even in like the stock market, they either have a, a you know, a planner or they just do like the S and P 500 and the NASDAQ because they don't want to buy individual stocks and try to keep up with everything. It's just too much time. So. Yeah, absolutely. I would like to see more like index type strategies coming, uh, coming to uh, sommelier. Absolutely. Have you, I don't know if you have, maybe you haven't, but have you talked to defund finance yet at all? No. Yeah. I know like their, their plan is to basically have ETFs like, and they're building all the tools for it. So like, that's basically their plays. Um, and it doesn't even just have to be Cosmos. It could be like any token and, and not even the tokens. It could be like any, it could be strategies. It could be anything. And they're, they're doing like ETFs and things like that. So, I mean, that might be something there too, to, to throw it in a, in a strategy pool as well. Have it as a, as a token potentially. I don't know, but I know that they're building that out. I'm trying to think of other teams that are, they're doing it. So I know you said say, and I know some stuff's being built on say network. But I, I personally don't know what everyone's trying to do. Like, I don't know how, what, what is your thoughts on more and more DEXs coming to Cosmos? Do you see that as a good, like a positive or a negative? I mean, what I would say is I don't, I don't think there's, there is a world where there are going to be, you know, 15 different Cosmos DEXs that are all seeing significant liquidity. Um, is it would be like my my general core like belief. Um, I think that um, you know, there are without a there is without a doubt um opportunity um right now um you know 
but I think that you know osmosis is without a doubt the king um but the there you know osmosis needs to ship concentrated liquidity or like ranged liquidity um duality is coming uh you know we have duality coming we have say company coming injective is getting more active in the ecosystem we have the kujira folks um you know so there's a lot more competition in the in the deck space in cosmos um but it's likely to consolidate into like one or two winners um in a couple of years yeah i believe so as well i, I was saying that uh, one of my spaces i just think even in crypto as a whole i think a lot of um cryptos may just get consolidated or just merged into others and and you know like just like that's how it is right now like you start up a startup you have a really good idea and maybe you do something amazon just buys you you know it's like i, I don't see why that couldn't happen in crypto too i don't know if there's going to be a world where there's these many cryptos different cryptos and different blockchains and all that maybe maybe not i don't know but yeah i, I agree with your stance on um all the dexes yeah for sure like i i don't like it's like i'll try them all out and i hate to like try to be like a homer but it's like i just go back to osmosis because it has everything i'm familiar with it you know it's like i, I mean you know if a new dex launches tomorrow and and cosmos like i'll go try it out i'm not gonna not try it out but it's like yeah like i don't see that much of a difference like what's the really selling point what you have different than like osmosis has you know and it's like again i'm not trying to come off as like a, some osmo maxi but i just don't see the point like in all these different dexes i'm like yeah you know that, that's that's kind of my vantage point on it but i mean the more the merrier like usually that does like you were just saying there that does bring out the best you know the competition always does bring out the best in everyone because if you're I not mean, you're just exactly emerging. without i mean cosmos could not be the best DeFi ecosystem without ultimately a brutal competition for liquidity i have a question actually it says is there let's see here do you see a future where anons can easily deploy strategies will it always be gate kept by governance and also we'll just do that first and there's a bunch of different things you know we are totally willing so we well Right now, we are, do, you know, this is, there's a question of, like, how, like, one of the pitches of Sommelier, though, is sort of safer DeFi, and this, and if you want to have safety, you do, the the idea of the government's gatekeeping is, uh, pursue, is, like, providing safety as a, as, like, a, a bit of a safety valve um, around the protocol. So having fully permissionless deploys complicated for that reason. But on the other hand, we are fully set up today to support a non-strategist. Um, you absolutely, we are would be super excited to ha- to bring in a non-strategist to the platform. Um, we are, you know, we are like everything is in place to make that possible. You know, the way you get paid as a strategist is you're just an Ethereum address. Um, so we don't really need to know exactly who you are where your where where uh where your strategy is coming from um but you do have to convince the community um that you know your data is real we do need to look you know see where the smart contracts are coming from look and see like are, are is the platform fee actually come to the platform those kinds of things um but 
if you're an anon and and uh you know you want to be a strategist uh absolutely feel free to get in touch um you know we have people we have anons on our team like carnation um and who works with us um and so we are we we do consider ourselves on anon friendly uh, just and like we are totally out there to help and support teams uh who are who want to come to the platform and and like you were talking about earlier about you know you see a future hopefully there's like thousands of different strategies is there any like sort of uh scaling point where it'd be too much maybe it just starts bogging the the, the network down it, it scalability is definitely a concern for me um we've done we've invested some amount of resources into r&d and temperament um scaling um in general um so there's definitely a role, there's definitely a lot of things that we could do to scale. Um, but no, I mean, like I want the platform to have all the strategies that there's demand for, um, and then we'll solve the scaling problems when we need to. Nice. So this is kind of a non-SOM question, but since we were just talking about being anon and, and private, uh, what, what was your thoughts about like the IP ordeal with, with MetaMask? Um, oh, like the, 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 the IP privacy gathering. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole situation about, you know, how do we, how do we get data from blockchains into clients? Um, is something that, you know, we as an industry have not been paying a super close attention to. We've all been pretty happy to use these like centralized front ends that are also not great. But so, you know, what, what is challenging, right? Is there's a real trade off though, as a builder, right? Um, um, is, you know, when you're a builder and you're like, uh, you know, having that data of, you know, who, you know, of, of watching a user, you know, flow through your website and being like, oh, they clicked here, they got stuck here. Like, you know, I've helped, you know, back in the day, I was helped building like the signal chat app and stuff like that. And like it's so challenging to build in an environment where you don't have the slightest idea what features your users use, where they get stuck, uh, what bugs they run into, and you're entirely reported relying on what people self-report. So there's a real like I think that there's this core privacy challenge, right? And you know, MetaMask just wants to portfolio tracker in their application, but like none of that stuff really works if you know. You aren't tracking users more closely. So I, you know, I, I, I view the challenge of privacy to be more, it's not black and white. We definitely need to create more privacy options, but maybe we also, just, we need to figure out a way of developing software in such a way that like developing privacy friendly software is actually economically feasible. Yeah, that's how it makes sense. I know I was, I was a bit turned off when I seen about how they're tracking on a personal side, but I get it too. Like if you, if you need, because obviously we need people to enter the space that have the money to enter the space and they probably want all the data, you know, it's like, Hey, like, why should I give you a billion I'm just saying that like, you need that data to a certain extent, even just to build services that people want to use. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, cause I, I, especially as, as it evolves and more and more people get into this, like, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's definitely a tough balance. And I think Cosmos does a pretty good job because it is really communitarian and people don't have a problem with voicing their opinion, you know, and, but it is kind of antiquated. It's like you go into a telegram chat and then people, people go in there and it's like, 
they start complaining about things, you know, that's kind of like the way things get done right now. It's like you, I I know when I was helping out with osmosis, they was someone would come in say they're having a problem. And a lot of, most of the times it was just something that they're doing or, or they refuse to, um, you know, hard refreshed or PC or whatever. It just needed refreshed or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely probably a challenge. I'm not a builder, but yeah, it would seem that it would be kind of, slowing the growth of the development because you're building something and again you don't know technically when you're building it out like what the actual user technically wants or or has a problem with and um that even happens you know it happens like i know like osmosis for a long time after that um whatever whatever you want to call it that dust hack or that dust when that whenever that knucklehead whatever he did where he just like threw a bunch of dust you remember what i'm talking about when he added a bunch of gam tokens to everything and then forever on osmosis like when you would go to view you would go to view all your polls and you'd have all these bullshit ones up there it's like i don't want to see this this is an eyesore and it did it took them and i'm not trying to shit on osmosis but it took them forever to fix that i was like i don't want to go on and uh you know click my polls and i have all these random polls up that are negative like basically a a tenth of a penny it's like i don't you know i don't want to see that but um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a challenge for sure. Cool. I got to run. Yeah, man. I appreciate your time, man. I, I keep, keep doing your thing. If there's anything I could ever help out with, get the word out, uh, but definitely appreciate your time. I'm, I'm looking forward to I mean, thank you, guys you for happens. your time and thank you for hosting this. I mean, I, and thank you for the questions. I very grateful. Oh, my my pleasure. I got to learn some things today. So anytime I get to learn, it's always a positive in my eyes. So yeah, I appreciate everyone that's tuned in. I appreciate everyone that's going to listen to the recording. And again, if you guys ever need anything, hit me up. Um, but yeah, Zaki, I appreciate your time. You have a great day today. Take care. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Sommelier AMA. Yay, yay. Hosted by Cosmos Haas. Recorded on Thursday, December 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Cool. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the 
the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view, just a bunch of pecker heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Tell the spaces.